0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the It Gets Better podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Atkinson. (laughs) I hope you guys are all having a marvelous day or morning or evening or whatever is going on. And if you're not, um, don't worry, it will get better. And um, I hope that you are taking care of yourself and being kind to yourself and treating yourself with respect and giving yourself a little bit of extra love today because if anyone deserves it, it's you um so I thought today we would talk a little bit about just anxiety in general we'll see if this ends up being a two-part episode or all in one because I had two different types of anxiety I wanted to talk about the two types that I struggle with the most which would be social anxiety and health anxiety and I don't know if it's necessarily health anxiety or more so like trigger warning if this word like stresses anyone out like I don't say death anxiety But maybe, and maybe that's actually part of my PTSD. If you didn't know, I am diagnosed with CPTSD. Um, And in the year of 2021, I experienced a lot of grief. A lot of people in my family died in in a matter of one year. My aunt, my mom, and my grandfather, which is a lot of people in one year. And um, I was close with all of them. Obviously, my, my mom and I had like a tough relationship. but That doesn't mean I wasn't close with her. She was still my mother who I, you know, grew up with. And each one was so unexpected. There was um, someone in my family did in their own life. Um, and then my mom passed away, obviously. Um, and then my grand grandpa, he was older, so he also passed away. Um, and he'd gotten sick. And it was more of like a, I don't want to say an older age thing, but kind of he was like older age and he'd gotten sick. And But still all of it was pretty unexpected because it's like, Um, Two months before my grandfather passed, I went home for my mom's funeral and my grandpa was the one who spoke at my mom's funeral. And he just seemed fine and healthy, you know. But that's just, I guess, part of life. And he got sick like um, a month and a half later. And it just happened really fast. And things with my mom happened really fast. She was supposed to be getting on a flight to come visit me. And then next thing I know, she's in the hospital. And texting me that you know something is like strange is going on with her and it just it was a lot and it's crazy because not crazy but it's just weird because I remember my brother went I hope he's okay with me sharing this but he went I guess I should I'll ask him before I post this but he went through something where he, for a while every time he would have like a tiny anything that was bothering him like a, an, a scratch in his throat or something he would go to the hospital and was spending a lot of money and he's a young kid who doesn't you know he's just new to working and he was spending a lot of money to go to hospitals and make sure everything was okay and I even spoke to one of the doctors on the phone who was like listen I've told him many times he's fine um that you know it, he's, he's he's fine there's nothing wrong um they gave him like some fluids or like if anything he's like a dehydrated you know normal teen and and I was like what's going on like why are you stressing so much and I remember I actually have talked to him about going to therapy, but he wasn't really interested, which is fine. Everyone has like their own thing and he's young. He could change his mind later. But I was talking with my therapist and it was something that I was was I was I struggling with because at the time it was actually giving me a lot of anxiety because he was calling me like every day, um, really stressed out about his health. And obviously I want to be there for him, but I was like getting a little stressed because the doctors kept telling me like no nothing is wrong and you know I knew he was spending all of his money and I knew he was so stressed and hearing him stress was bothering me and luckily he's he's worked through this and he's fine now but my therapist was like have you ever considered that maybe it's because of all of the grief that you guys experience that maybe that's how what it's like manifested into for for him like he is kind of he's like she's like she is and my therapist was like he's probably pretty afraid because of so many unexpected deaths in his life in one year that it's going to happen to him you know she's like that's kind of a not like a, a normal but like that's you know that's kind of a normal thought process after something like that she's like it it makes sense that you would hyper focus on every little sickness and every little illness and every little tickle in your throat or like a pain in your ankle because you know you don't know and I didn't get it until I got it because it started happening to me, which is so interesting that it took me a while for it to happen to me, but I was, you know, I just made sure to be really patient with him, and luckily he's fine now, and he doesn't have all of these fears anymore, and it kind of went away, and it's funny because my therapist said it would. She's like, it's probably going to happen in like a little bit of a cycle. She's like, usually when people start to really struggle with health anxiety, um, they'll go through like a ton of tests, they'll overdo it, and then when they realize that nothing is wrong, like they'll kind of, you know, they'll kind of calm back down but to just kind of let him check everything out if that's what he needs to do so I did and it's funny because I struggled with my own health anxiety this year pretty recently so last year I never talked about this I don't know why I didn't talk about it but I got shingles in 2022 uh, it was right after we came back from Europe and I spent a month abroad and we stayed in Paris. It was like five weeks. We stayed in Paris and Amsterdam and we went to Lisbon and Portugal, uh, like Lisbon, which is in Portugal. And all we, we went to a few places in uh, France. And when I came back, I guess I'd just been really exhausted. I was tired. I think I was stressed about everything. Um, that happened in my past year with my mom and just my own life. And it was just, it was stressful. And I developed shingles. If you don't know what shingles is, it's like the, I don't want to say the adult version of chicken pox because I don't know if that's technically correct. Let me, should I Google what shingles is? Okay. Google what is shingles? Okay. Shingles is a viral infection that causes a painful rash. It can occur anywhere on your body. Let's see. Um, so shingles is a react- reactivation of the chickenpox virus in your body, causing a painful rash. Anyone who's had chickenpox may develop shingles. It isn't known what reactivates the virus. Shingle- shingles causes a painful rash that may appear as a stripe of blisters on the trunk of the body. Pain can persist even after, after the rash is gone. Um, and it talks about what treatments and stuff are. And my doctor actually told me that one of the things that can cause shingles is extreme stress. She was saying, like, extreme stress to the point that you are lowering your immune system. And I didn't know that was a thing. It is crazy how much stress can impact our body, where sometimes we stress over what we think is wrong. And in the end, the stress is it. Like, I think about... um, I don't want to call it disordered. I don't know if that's that the right term, like disordered eating or, you know, like stressing over foods, you know, when people stress over food groups that they don't know whether or not they're intolerant to. And, you know, you, a lot of fear foods, for example, when we have fear foods, we stress over those foods. And I think sometimes, at least for me, you can trick your body into thinking like it really is something really is bothering it when really it's like the stress around that food, because I had that happen. Um, I think I've I don't know if I've talked about this too much, but, uh, probably time for me to talk about it. I've had struggles in the past. If you watched my YouTube channel where I went through like different food groups, I would cut out. And in the end, I did find out I was allergic to carrots and, and beer. And I do have like severe, um, uh, like seasonal dust and pollen allergies and she said to the point that where like it probably bothers me when I eat fruit like fruit or food that you know has pollen on it you know it's like something you'd get from a farmer's market etc where like even if you rinse your fruit and your food like sometimes it's still there and she was saying especially when you eat out at a restaurant if it's not cooked all the way off or like if you get something that's pre-made or pre-cut pre-cut and so I just had to start really 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 cleaning making sure I really clean my fruits and vegetables um, but I didn't know that that was basically what was causing it and I I would cut out all these different food groups. And I remember I would get so stressed over it that my body would swell. I'd get really inflamed. And in the end, like, obviously, I did have the allergic reactions. But she was saying my stress was making it so much worse. And that's crazy that stress can do that to us. But I, the whole point of that is I did develop shingles. And that obviously, um, not obviously, but I was told that most likely came from all the stress from our trip and everything. and I don't know why I didn't share that online. I think it's cuz we had just gotten back from Paris. I was exhausted and all of a sudden I developed shingles and I was terrified. And I didn't know what to do and yeah, it was just like I I just kind of took the time after the trip to just let my body heal and just kind of cocooned in my home for a little bit until it was gone. But um anyways, so fast forward to this year. I went to my yearly checkup. I have been trying to do that the last few years. I wasn't good at like going to the doctor when I was younger. So I went to my yearly checkup and um, I did mention that I had a slightly swollen lymph node and I still have it actually. It's like the size of a, a, a black bean. It's very small, but I just pointed it out because I had noticed it and she's like, oh, okay, it doesn't look like anything, but you know, if your blood work comes back and anything shows, if there anything shows up, like we'll send you to get an ultrasound And then um, she was like, actually, you know what? Let's go ahead and have you get the ultrasound. That way, if you need like a biopsy or anything, we can do that once your blood work comes back. And I'm like, that terrified me. So I spent the next few weeks doing nothing but thinking about this freaking ultrasound and my blood work. And I went and got the ultrasound. And luckily, the ultrasound came back as reactive and benign. Benign means not cancerous. And reactive means it's a lymph node that is just simply reacting to something in your body. And I got my blood tests back and everything was fine. Like, I have some high cholesterol that I'm currently working on. Um, but other than that, besides, like, slightly high cholesterol, everything was good. My cholesterol is not too high. I think it was just, like, slightly high. Um, just, like, not as – it wasn't perfect. She said it was, like, in the okay range, you know, so we're trying to work on that. And um, – even though my blood test came back and everything came back good, I was still so nervous until I spoke to my doctor. And then, you know, I don't know, I spoke to her and she's like, yeah, everything seems fine. Um, And I still spent like the. I think I'm not really sharing this right. I don't know why. I think I'm getting a little, I think I need to regroup for a second. Sorry. I'm talking. And then I was also looking at the screen. I got a little like, does anyone ever do that? You get a little flustered. So let me, let me like kind of regroup. So basically, I was really stressed the leading up to the week of my results or leading up to one leading up to when I got the test all I could think about was my lymph node to the point that I was touching this lymph node every 10 minutes and they even said on google that touching a lymph node can make it swell and I'm talking about every 10 minutes I was like massaging this lymph node trying to find it I was looking up every single symptom this is what I meant to say I forgot to share all this stuff I was googling every single symptom of swollen lymph nodes. I was researching like the structure of my body to see what kind, of, what what's like lymph node this was because like where it's located can mean certain things. And I was like looking at diagrams of where different lymph nodes mean certain things. And it was so crazy how stressed I was letting this make me. I was so overwhelmed. And then my appointment came, and I was I went in to get my ultrasound and. The ultrasound tech can't say anything to you. Like you have to hear it from like the actual like, like actually I guess like a doctor either like your your physician or someone will like send you results. And he did the test, and I'm like he's like did, does the little ultrasound. He basically just uses this machine and like goes over my neck. And he didn't say anything. And I was like, can you not tell me anything? And he's like, no, I'm 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 not allowed to. He's like, I I'm not qualified to know what these things mean. And because he said that, I was so freaking stressed. Like I could not think. I could not eat. I couldn't think about anything. And then. I, there was like a a portal where you would check for your lymph node results for your ultrasound results. I was literally logging on. It was so embarrassing because I realized they log every time you log in. Like there was a thing that says like um, logins or something and it shows every time someone accessed the results. And you could see that I was logging in like 10 times a day. I was getting on this portal like 10 times a day to see if my results were there. And then I finally got my results, like maybe... 6 days later it took forever and i was so stressed and i got my results and it said that the lymph node again was reactive and benign and so my i had this big like sigh of relief but it's honestly while I was waiting for these results, I had convinced myself they were going to tell me I had cancer. They were going to tell me that I, you know, had weeks to live. And it's crazy what your mind can do. But I had developed this like severe health anxiety out of nowhere. And I kept trying to ask myself, like, where is this coming from? And the back of my mind would make me think about my mom and my grandpa and my aunt that all passed. And I was like, oh my gosh. And it's crazy because when my brother was struggling with little things and he, I was like, I was like, bud, these are such small symptoms. You're fine. I couldn't, I couldn't grasp the fact that even though these were such small symptoms that his mind was making it so much bigger, and that that's what you believe is what your mind tells you. I couldn't grasp it when it's in some when it's because of like someone else is struggling with it. Obviously, I was still being kind and there for him, but in my head I was like, I don't know why he's so worried about this. But yet then it is it, now it's my turn. And I couldn't grasp it, the fact that it's one tiny swollen lymph node, it's not growing. Like there's my blood test results came back fine. So my blood test results actually came back before the ultrasound, and I was so stressed because like I saw the blood test and it says everything's good and I'm like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh like and it's crazy how much it consumed me but once I got my ultrasound I finally had this sigh of relief and then my doctor calls me, and she's like, "You know what? What about just in case you also go see an ENT just to see if there's anything?" She's like, "Because it is in your lymphatic system." She's like, "You know, they handle that stuff. Maybe they can see if there's anything else wrong, anything we missed, um, anything that you know that they, they suggest or they recommend." and i all of us, just like that i'm back to my health anxiety i'm thinking that i'm going to go into my ent and he's going to say oh no the ultrasound got it wrong like you definitely have cancer or the ultrasound like got it wrong and you are, you're about to pass out you know i don't know even though i had no other symptoms and i was literally fine i was convincing myself that the worst was going to happen and I couldn't think about anything else so I paid extra to go to the closest ENT I could find even though there were ones that were like closest meaning closest in time there was one where I could wait a week and it would be covered by my insurance but I was like no I need to go tomorrow so I booked one with one that wasn't even in my insurance paid all this extra money because I was so scared to wait for these results I was like oh what if I don't have enough time I go into the ENT he looks in my nose and my ears he feels it he's like oh you're perfectly healthy he's like it seems like it's just reacting to something on this side of your body he's like because they're all located it was just like he's like there's actually two or three lymph nodes that are very slightly swollen and he's like um can you tell me a little about about your medical history did you get sick last year anything like that and that's when I was like yeah well last year I did struggle with I got shingles and he's like oh was it on the same side of your body as these lymph nodes and I was like yeah it was he's like oh he's like that makes sense he's like these lymph nodes actually line up pretty well um with it being shingles and I was like oh okay and he's like oh also I keep saying he's like <laughs> he lets me know that shingles even though the virus is gone I'm no longer contagious mean, I don't think it I don't know if it's ever contagious I don't know but either way I didn't leave my house when I had when it was like you know a blister and stuff but he let me know that even though it's no longer it's dormant meaning it's like dormant in my body meaning I'm no longer having symptoms or anything like that that the actual virus can stay in your body some people it's like three to five months some people it's up to a year he's like and it was only like six months ago when you had it he's like so it's most likely the virus is still in your body i never got an antiviral for you there I never i got a, i never got medicine for it just because my mine was one thing to say is shingles was really tough it's very itchy it burns it's like a like a literal rash it's very very itchy like on fire but i got very lucky because mine was very small um, and it's also very wild for someone, they said my age to get shingles, but the more I've talked to people, the more people I know, they're like, no, I've also had shingles, but mine was very small. It's like the size of maybe two or three quarters, you know, like put two or three quarters together. Um, and like the quarters you pay money with like money quarters, <laughs> I guess what other quarters would there be? And that was basically the size of mine. So it was very small. I just bought one of those like big, a bigger Band-Aid and put over it. And I kept putting like hydrocortisone, like itch cream on it. So mine, it, I think I got really lucky with it but either way he was like he actually looked at my scab from where it used to be and there still are slightly little scabs there which is crazy because it's been like six months he's like yeah the scabs are still in your body meaning your body is still reacting to this virus it's still fighting it off he's like it's definitely your lymph node is just reacting um to your shingles he's like and also um because I asked about a biopsy because my doctor was like Oh, if he thinks anything's bad with it, they could just biopsy the lymph node, and that had me terrified. I'm like, why would we biopsy it if it's, you know, considered benign? Like, could they be wrong? And she's like, no, just ask if he needs it. She was being very calm, kind to me. I think she could tell I was anxious. So when I asked the ENT if it needed to be a biopsy, he's like, oh, it's not even big enough to biopsy. He's like, this is not considered like big enough for concern. It's like not growing or anything. He's like, you're fine. Um, and he was like, yeah, you're good to go. No- nothing to worry about. And I on the walk home from the ENT cried. I was that person who was crying walking through New York City. I put my headphones on, my gla- my sunglasses on, and I just let myself cry this like sense of relief. And I realized how much I related to my brother in that moment because I had convinced myself that I was going to die out of nowhere with no other symptoms. And I think it all came back from what we experienced two years ago with everyone, not everyone in our family passing, but with so much grief in one year. And it I it gave, it gave me so much more sympathy for my brother. I already had sympathy for him, like where I felt bad, but so much more sympathy where I understood it, where I had never really struggled with health anxiety before. I've always been someone that's very, and I don't want to say like, is the term lackadaisical? I hope that's the right term, or I'm just saying a word that I don't know. I don't know what it means. Let me Google. What does lackadaisical mean? Laxadysical. Yes, daysical means careless or lazy. I have always been someone that was more careless and lazy when it comes to my health. Like I didn't keep up with my yearly checkups for a long time. But it is funny that after my mom passed, I found myself being like, "Oh, I'm, I'm just going to keep up with this stuff just in case," or "I'm just, you know, I'm going to get check checkups." But I wasn't as stressed. But now I found myself extremely anxious like googling every single symptom researching the lifespan expectancy for certain things like looking up on medical I was reading my results before the doctor called me with them because I got them emailed to me googling what the different terms meant and if it meant anything and trying to look at my ultrasound because they actually gave me the photos of my ultrasound that day but not the results I was trying to research how to read an ultrasound to see what it meant and it is so stressful and I guess I don't really have a coping mechanism for this because it's something that I really struggled with recently. And I thought, I don't know. I just never struggled with health anxiety. And I feel for anyone who does struggle because it's really hard. It consumes your brain because life and death is a, it's a big deal. It's like, you know, it's the biggest part is of our life, you know, is that we live and then we die. It's something we all go through. And it's something I think we all probably in some way fear it or maybe maybe not everyone but I do and it made me realize how much I want to take care of my health and take care of myself but also made me realize like I can't do that I can't be googling my symptoms and I don't know I'm hoping that the next time I have any kind of symptom I don't let this happen to me um but again anxiety isn't something you can always control people love to be like oh just don't think about it don't worry about it and they don't understand it Noah was so kind but he doesn't get it because he doesn't struggle with anxiety uh at all and he was like babe it's gonna be fine he's like it's just one little swollen lymph node people have those all the time and I'm over here like what are you talking about I didn't yell at him but in my head I'm like what are you talking about like I could die I could have cancer and he's like babe you have zero other symptoms you're probably fine you know let's just go get it checked out and It's interesting because I feel like there's different types of situations with people when they go to the doctor. There are people that try so hard to get their doctor to take them seriously. People who have symptoms and they're like, no, something is bothering me and the doctor doesn't take them seriously. So that probably gives them anxiety because they don't have answers. And then there's the other spectrum where like you probably don't really have anything going on. Like it's just something simple like with mine, but the doctor just wants to, be cautious and has you do every single test just in case and like you it makes you think like for people who are struggling with things when they go through doctors who aren't taking them seriously how much how anxious they have to be in those situations and I don't know I just have a whole new perspective on health anxiety when people tell me they struggle with it I realize it is a serious type of anxiety I had never experienced it like I said and myself so I didn't understand how much it consumes your brain and it consumed me more than any other type of anxiety has ever consumed me I think in my entire life because you are ultimately thinking that the worst case scenario is going to happen and the more you stress the more you you kind of at least for me I almost created symptoms in my body because I stressed so much and I was making myself feel every little thing in my body like trying to think it was intuitive you know I let my anxiety pop up in my head and be like you're gonna die like that's so scary I was like oh my gosh is that my intuition no it was my anxiety but I didn't know that and I I let myself believe that it was my intuition and it's really scary so I really do feel for anyone who struggles with health anxiety, who has struggled with health anxiety. Um, I really hope I don't go through that again. I think next time I would probably reach out to my psychiatrist and be like, can you help me or like give me some tips? Because it was no joke. And I'm actually going to look up some tips, but I do think the biggest tip that I am realizing is next time I just need to go to the doctor if I have a symptom And don't look up, don't look them up. Like don't Google it, don't research it, but that is so hard because we have the internet at our fingertips. But let me look up health anxiety uh, tips. Health anxiety tips. I'm using my phone this time so it doesn't stop recording. Okay, five ways to cope with health anxiety. Number one, oh, this is really good. Remember that your body sends you signals all the time. People with health anxiety often misinterpret normal physical sensations as signs of illness. I definitely did that when I thought it was my intuition, but it wasn't. Number two, get comfortable with new sensations. Okay. Number three, um, try not to self-diagnose or look up your symptoms. That's basically what it means. I agree. Number four, recognize and challenge unhelpful thoughts. And five, seek help. And then I'm looking up, oh, here we go. What are the things that trigger health anxiety? The death or illness of someone close to you. Yep, (laughs) that makes sense. Checks out. Um, Intrusive thoughts. Learning about an illness. Proximity to physical or or mental illness. Stress, it says, which can lead to symptoms or convincing yourself of symptoms. Wow. Changes in functioning. Examples are loss of energy. Um, Changes in appearance. Swelling, shape, size, color, it says. Body sensations can trigger health anxiety, such as pain, tiredness, which can be normal. Um, proximity to things you find threatening, such as food that is off or blood. Uh, that's so interesting. I don't know. It, it is, it's, it's scary because I'm reading this thing. It says, could you have health anxiety? It says that you're con- you know, creating false alarms, asking for reassurance that you're not ill, constantly worrying about your health, constantly checking your body for signs of illness, searching symptoms on the internet, and that is exactly what I was doing. And it was all consuming for about two weeks, honestly. Like, luckily, mine was literally about two weeks. But I I cried on the way home because I had really convinced myself of how bad it was going to be. And it made me want to just go run to my brother and give him the biggest hug and be like, I know how stressful that was, you know, when you're going through that. Because it is tough. Because there were so many times that I looked at Noah and I was like, can we just go to the hospital to get this checked out? And he was like, honey, you have a doctor's appointment in two days. Uh, he's like, a hospital is going to be thousands of dollars versus like the $50 copay and I was like oh okay but what if I can't what if I can't wait those two days and I think that's the tough part with anxiety is you have to learn how to figure out what part of it is anxiety and what part of it is intuition because sometimes your intuition could be telling you that something is going on and you need to get it checked out but one thing I've I am learning is that it is probably better just to get it checked because I I almost didn't go to the ultrasound or the ENT. I started telling myself it would be better not to know. And I think if I hadn't gone, I would still be sitting here trying to go on about my day, trying to think, you know, trying to be normal. But in my head, I would be focusing all about that freaking lymph node, which is, by the way, like half the size now. It's already gone down because I've stopped messing with it and stopped thinking about it. Um, And... So I, I am glad I went even even though I, I do wish I had went to one that was in my network, <laughs> you know, like the ENT part that was in my network because the biopsy and the old the biop. No, there wasn't a biopsy. The ultrasound and the like the regular checkup and the blood work was all within my insurance. I went to an ENT that was not. I do wish I had gone to one in my network and waited a couple days. But I will say that sigh of relief when it was over was very nice. Um, but I'm glad I just got it checked because I there was a few times where it's like where I was I so badly wanted to know that I was okay But I also was like, oh, maybe it's better not to know Maybe it's better to just go home and forget about it But I wouldn't have so i'm glad I just like listened to myself And got it looked at and moved on so I can like tell myself you're fine and hope to let that go I am going to be reflecting a little bit about it I'm going to journal i'm going to meditate and try and calm myself about it and make sure i'm I don't know Letting myself not shame myself for going through that bout of health anxiety because it's easy to shame yourself and be like, oh my gosh, you did all that for nothing. But that's that makes things worse. You know, don't shame yourself when you struggle with anxiety because it's not something people can really help. Like, obviously, we can learn to deal with it and learn to cope with it, but it's nothing to shame yourself for. And I was supposed to talk about a part two, which was going to be social anxiety, because that is something that I have successfully worked through. My health anxiety, again, this was new, and I'm hoping this was it, and I'm hoping that in the future, I can... I don't know i'm hoping in the future i have more tips for you guys and maybe i could have someone on oh my gosh there's actually a girl i follow on tiktok who is like a health anxiety coach maybe i could reach out to her and see if she would come on the podcast and talk to us all about health anxiety if you guys would like that um because i also like that's the thing about this podcast I i don't ever want to lie and be like oh here's the answer i don't know this is something i is very new to me. and I'm hoping doesn't come back, but you know, you never know, but either way, I know people struggle with it. So I will reach out and see if I can get a guest on the show about health anxiety in the next coming weeks. So look out for that, but I will do a part two. Um, I think, I think next week we have a guest, so I think it'll be the week after next. Um, I will do a part two on social anxiety because that is something luckily that I have been able to work through, uh, And I have some tips for you guys that struggle with like general anxiety that is less about like physical uh, body symptoms. But thank you so much for listening to this very random ranty episode. I hope you're having a wonderful day and I will talk to you all next week.